podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. Excuse me. I got trapped in the midst of the family. So to those who've been baptized this morning, welcome to the church. To those who are to be baptized throughout today, welcome to the church. To those of you who have been baptized and are today celebrating your baptism and remembering and thanking God, welcome to the church. To those of you who have thrown your lot in with the Lord Jesus Christ and have staked your life on the hope of his death and resurrection, welcome to the church. I have wonderful good news for us this morning. The church is a self-maturing entity. As you come into the church, you will be deeply aware that you are not worthy, that you are not ready, that you are not what you long to be. This is not a reason to stay outside the church. This is the very reason to come into the church because the church is a self-maturing entity. Let me read to you from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, and verse 16. From him, Christ Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up, builds itself up, builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The church, the body of Jesus Christ, is a self-maturing entity as we each do our work as the individual parts of the body. Have you heard of self-raising flower? It does its own raising. Apparently, there are cars that can parallel park themselves, self-parking cars. I, I, that, that sounds like a good idea to me. More recently, there are self-writing essays and exams and resumes in the AI universe. We'll see. All of these things have within them the capacity to, to achieve. There is a principle. There is something embedded. The church has at its core the Holy Spirit of the living God which makes the church something amazing. It is a self-maturing entity. It is able to grow us and grow itself up in love if we would only do our work, each of us as a part of this body. What is that work? And can we do it? What are we being invited to on this Pentecost Sunday as we celebrate the life principle at the heart of the church who indwells your life, the Holy Spirit who is in you, in your inner being, and dwells in the church? It's a self-maturing entity. That is beautiful. So this morning, what is troubling you, what is dark in your life, Give it into the hands of Jesus and know that you can be forgiven, healed, made new. And what is troubling you about the wider church? Give it into the hands of Jesus.
Now, this thing that I am saying this morning, there's a lot of counter-evidence in the world. There's a lot of counter-evidence around us. Is it true? Did Paul have it right when he said that the church builds itself up in love? Let me share a story from our family because the church is a family. And God bless you if your family is a church. It can be, you know. A place given over to the things of God where the Holy Spirit is at work in the midst of what you do together. So we were celebrating a family occasion. We were all together in um, one, of, one of our homes. And as we were watching, the, the television was turned on so we could check the football scores. And my granddaughter, who is not yet three, was sitting on the sofa watching the television. And so we asked her, do you like watching football? She said, it's cricket. <laughs> now, there were seven grown adults in the room who can verify that it was football. It was football. So we said, no, 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 love. That's football. She said, it's cricket. <laughs> Temporizing, tantrum pending. <laughs> what is going on here? Because, sweetheart, that is football. You are wrong in the way you are describing it. And, and you can't live your life calling that cricket. Because it's not cricket. So what did we do next? What did we do next? What do you do when there's disagreement? What do you do when there is... And what do you do especially when you are so confident that you are right? What do you do? What do you do? It is the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It really and truly and absolutely is. No, it is a metaphor, a symbol, a picture, a depiction. It's real. It's a picture. It's real. It's a picture. What do you do next? It's cricket. What do you do next? Well, so what we did, there were seven adults. We took a vote. We said, she's wrong. We made her pack her bags, leave the house, and go set up her own family. Because in this family, we know our football. We did no such thing. That's silly. Why would you do that? Because she's only three. She has yet to mature and grow and learn. Well, that's true. But the main reason we didn't, didn't do that is because we're a family. And because we are seeking, as a Christian family, to walk in the Spirit and to bear with one another in love. That's the work we are called to do. To walk in the Spirit and to bear with one another in love. As we welcome new people into the church through the beautiful stories of baptism, some of them very young, they have things to teach us. Some of them may upon occasion say, it's cricket, and we'll be thinking, hang on. No, 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 it's football. Can, can, we, can we nurture them? Can they teach us? We need to walk in the spirit as we bear with one another in love. So what we did on this family moment, actually, is nothing. We just looked at one another, we laughed, and we said, well, she's got that wrong. And we're counting on the family to change those views. We're, we're counting on the next things that happen to sort some of that out. 
But it did send me down the path of wondering, how in the world could she be thinking like that? And I'll come to that in a minute. First, I want to spend just a couple of moments talking with my friend, May Sim, who's going to come and join me. A couple of weeks ago, I said that we were, had a prayer week last week, and we were attending, and I said I had seats in my car, and May Sim put her hand up, and she has attended the prayer meetings with us this past week. Come and join me, May Sim. And uh, she has uh, witnessed the same thing that I have, just a wonderful season. Now, I'm going to need a microphone for May Sim, and uh, just to let her uh, speak to this as well. Oh, here... Yeah, maybe this one? Yep, good on you. So, May Sim, uh, professionally, you are... Here we are. <laughs> May Sim, professionally, you are a medic? Yes. And, and, and you are... Tell us, tell us what you do professionally. Thank you very much. Oh, not turned on. Good morning, church. <laughs> uh, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Maysim. Um, I look after cancer patients. And you love the church, and you love prayer, and so you put your hand up and said, I'd like to attend those prayer meetings. Yes, Pastor. What were the highlights for you of the, the prayer meetings that you attended? So every night last week, in a different church in the city of Whitehorse, people gathered to pray. What were some of the highlights for you? Uh, they were honestly the best prayer meetings I've ever been to. Um, so... This was a bunch of prayer meetings in the week between the ascension of Jesus and Pentecost. Um, and this was a gathering of um, people from churches from all over the White House City Council um, to pray together. Um, and it reminded me of the disciples gathering together in the upper room um, in unity. Um, and so I got to meet new people and they were often pastors and leaders and often the prayer teams from uh, the various churches and I got to hear about their concerns and what God was doing in and through the churches and in our community um, and I got to stand with them in prayer um, and it took me out of my own personal worries and my personal concerns to focus um, on what God is doing uh, in and through his church um, and I found that prayer also changed me um, so one of the things we prayed for uh, was that there would be enough food for the people of the White Horse uh, City Council who didn't have enough food um, because various churches are doing food drives. Um, and after that prayer night, I re realized that we have food bins um, as we come through the doors of our church. Um, and what if I bought a can of tuna, um, a, a bag of pasta, a box of um, long-life milk, um, what if I added it to my weekly shop? Um, what if we all did that? Um, some of us can't do that. Some of us can. Um, would those bins be overflowing? Uh, would we answer the prayers that we were praying that night? Because uh, there was a real concern that we were not, as a community, going to be able to feed um, people who are going without this winter. Uh, and so prayer changed me this week. It's wonderful. May Sim, would you encourage people to join in next year? Absolutely. We saw lots of signs of unity, lots of signs of working together yeah. as the Holy Spirit was at work in the midst of all that we were sharing. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this morning, Maysim. And thank you for being with me during this prayer week as we visited those different churches. What's interesting about the prayer week is that 
the churches are all different denominations. So Lutheran, Catholic, Pentecostal, Churches of Christ, all different flavors. And then those who come from all the different flavors, Baptist, Salvation Army, Uniting Church. And as we pay attention to the work of the Holy Spirit in our city, it pulls us together. Now, these are traditions that have some deep history of what's what. It's cricket. Now, it's football. Deep, deep issues. Which, as we live 500 years past the Reformation, you know, we start to think, ooh, really? So this, this season of, 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 of what God is doing is a really beautiful season. And I think we need to be praying for the church, the whole church, God's work in our country, God's work around the world, this amazing thing that God is doing as he invites us into this place of working together for his honor and for his glory. Now, don't hear me wrong. I don't mean to say that there are no differences. Of course there are. And I don't mean to say that there's never a time when something needs to be challenged. Of course there is. Sometimes you actually send the child to their room for a time out because we're not debating football and cricket. You just can't hit your brother like that. There are times. But even then, we are seeking to walk in step with the Spirit and to bear with one another in love. That is the work of the church. And that work will enable you and I to mature and the whole church to grow and to flourish and to learn. There's a verse in Ephesians chapter 4 which says that we are to be completely humble and gentle, patient, and bear with one another in love. And that's what we sought to do as a family as we attended to my granddaughter who's just got it wrong. She's just got it wrong. It's, it's football. And as she affirms that it's cricket, to be completely humble and gentle. All relationships start there. To be patient, which is a little reminder of how long we have to be humble and gentle in order to really see the fruit. And then the last thing, which is quite powerful, to bear with one another in love. So I got to thinking, how is it that my little granddaughter would have such an adamant view on this matter. She's not even three. And why would she have a temper on this matter? Why would she be so assertive on this matter? Well, initially, I just dismissed it. You know, she's two. Like, that's, that just explains everything, doesn't it? You know, the same way we dismiss people with all manner of labels. Until someone in the family told me that there is a cartoon that she likes to watch in which the key figure on one episode is sitting on the couch watching the television, sitting with dad in a wonderful, warm family moment, and they're watching television, and they're watching cricket. What if, and this is the story I'm now telling myself, what if, for that precious little child, the word cricket is not a description of a sporting event on the television, but the word cricket is a description 
of the moment, of the safety, of the place, of the event, of the, of the whole sense of being with a parent in a wonderful place, watching whatever it is we're watching. And so when we tried to correct her and say, no, 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 it's football, she's pushing back and saying, no, 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 this is a safe place on the couch watching the television with people I love. And we call that cricket. (laughs) What if her story is something like that? I'll never know. Can't get inside other people's heads the way we'd like to. You know, they did some research on marriages that last the longest. And you know what they found is one of the most significant things? Each person has learned to tell the best story about the other person's actions. They they, they give the best possible interpretation to the other person's actions. So, you know, you think my partner is ABC? Oh, no, 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 no. My partner is exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And as we give the best narrative for each other's behavior, until it's impossible to do so, go to your room. If we seek to lean in, that is bearing with each other in love. That is taking the slow road in humility and gentleness to see what it might be like to stand in your shoes. So this week, we've had that privilege during the prayer week, standing in the places of all these other traditions, witnessing and experiencing the beauty of their worship, the fullness of the the prayer experience, and engaging in something quite magnificent, really, quite beautiful, in which once you're there, once you're with them, it is... It is so powerful to be telling a different story and to be experiencing the spirit. Here is why the church is a self-maturing entity, because the Holy Spirit wants it that way. And what we need to do is to give ourselves to it, to lean in. If you're looking for the Holy Spirit, you will find the Holy Spirit indwelling you as you are a follower of Jesus, as you lean in. To his way. That's why we talk about 30 minutes a day with Jesus. If you're looking for the Holy Spirit, he indwells you, so look there. If you're looking for the Holy Spirit, he longs to dwell in the church. He longs to dwell among us and between us and in all of our interactions. He longs to be present to us. In uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter and verse 22, it says, in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Holy Spirit. This beautiful image of God building up the church, Paul loved that image so much he used it twice in the book of Ephesians, once in chapter two, once in chapter four. He loved this idea of us being built up and grown because of what God is doing. So when you encounter someone who says, it's cricket, and you know it's football, completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with each other in love, leaning in, listening, learning, and trusting the Holy Spirit to do what our arguments will never do, what our conflict will never do, to change hearts, to change minds, to meld us into a oneness. 
So I welcome those who are being baptized today, and you who have been baptized, and all of you who've thrown your lot in with the Lord Jesus Christ, I welcome you to the one body, to the one faith, to the one baptism, to the one hope, to the one and glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to this church, which is a self-maturing entity. Hallelujah. Let's do our work, and let's do it well. Would you join me as we pray? Why don't we stand? We're going to uh, pray, then we're going to sing, and then some of the Chinese congregation are going to come and join us, and we're going to witness yet another baptism as we celebrate with that community and the wonderful things that God is doing uh, in, our, in our Chinese family. So let's pray together. Loving God, today we celebrate the wonderful way in which you bind us together. We've celebrated something intergenerational. Now we're about to celebrate something intercultural. This week we've been celebrating something interdenominational. Lord, across all of these varied sectors and established divisions, You want to bring us to a place of oneness in Christ. Lord, you don't ask us to water things down for that. You ask us to walk with your spirit. You ask us to trust you and to live in you and to do the good work of caring for each other and holding the the, the body in a spirit of love. Oh God, thank you for the good things that you are doing in this city from church to church, from communion to communion. Thank you for the good things that you are doing, Heavenly Father, in the lives of people in our city, as they are gifted with food, as May Sim has reminded us, and more profoundly, with the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, who motivates those actions of love, who empowers the church, and who gives life to to all who seek him. Lord, thank you that we can be a part of this, your beautiful body, which at its best, is a self-maturing entity. Hallelujah. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is within us, your Holy Spirit who indwells the church. Thank you for your wondrous Holy Spirit who is the gift to the church that we celebrate this day. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Fill our church, fill our, our hearts, guide our families, Bless our communities. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Pour down in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's sing together.